I will celebrate the name that's above every name this morning. Jesus Christ, our King. What a joy it is to be in the house of the Lord this morning. You may be seated if you can today. What a joy it is to be in the house of God with all of you this morning. I am so thankful for the goodness of God, the grace of God. He has been faithful to us through another year, and we give him praise and glory for it this morning. Amen. Let me say to you at the very beginning this, this morning, Merry Christmas to you and to your family. And uh, we are believing and trusting just for some amazing things in the closing days of this year as we get ready to start a brand new year together. And uh, allow me to welcome those that are joining us by way of live stream this morning. Uh, we say welcome to you and so thankful that you're able to be with us today as well. I am just going to jump right into the Word this morning and uh, going to try to share with you what the Lord has given us for today. Those of you going to class, feel free to do so at this time. But the rest of you in the sanctuary this morning, if you have your Bibles with you, please turn with me uh, to Luke chapter number 1. We're going to read through Luke chapter 1, Luke chapter 2. It may not be a traditional Christmas message this morning, but we are going to use the story uh, to share with you what uh, the Lord has birthed in my spirit over the last few days. And uh, I do want to give you a special invitation to come and be with us on Wednesday evening at 7 o'clock. We will be having a candlelight service uh, and uh, communion service and a time of exhortation as well as a time of prayer. I really feel like Wednesday night is going to be a very special time uh, for those that is able to be with us. I know it's Christmas Eve Eve, but you'll be okay. Uh, you can just start a little bit later maybe on those pies and all of those things, all right? So if you'll just take a short time and be with us on Wednesday, I believe you will be encouraged. I believe you will be blessed. But I also believe that the Lord is going to meet us here in a very special way. I mean, I'm excited about that service as well as... Uh, on the very first day of the year of 2021, uh, we are going to be here at 7 o'clock, as Pastor Jane mentioned, uh, on a Friday evening. I encourage you to make plans to be here for that. We're going to release what God is uh, giving us for, for this year that is approaching us very quickly. But this morning, I am going to, I guess you probably could say part two of last week, uh, of where we were talking about just a day of reversals uh, last, last Sunday. But if the Lord would help me today, I want to talk to you about when heaven touches earth and how it impacts not just the heavenlies, but it impacts you and I that's on this globe today. So for a few moments this morning, I really want to focus and encourage you in the midst of all of the craziness of our world I want to make this statement to you. This is a time to believe. Because it was by faith that the elders obtained a good report. And it is by faith that we're getting ready to be, see God do some amazing things on this planet. I am just excited in my spirit this morning about what is taking place when man says one thing and God says another, it creates a very unique time. So this morning, as we look at the story of Christmas together, let's just read where it all began. Can we do that this morning? Luke chapter 1, beginning in verse number 26. It says that in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, a spouse, to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of solution this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, 
for thou hast found favor with God. Let me pause there just for a moment. The story of Mary's encounter with Gabriel is truly amazing, but she has given a message that all should long to hear just at the very beginning. What is that message? The angel said, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Can I say to you this morning that we do not need to be desiring to find the favor of men, but we need to be desiring to walk in favor with God. Let me give you this little nugget this morning. If you are walking in a manner where you have favor with God, you're probably going to be a peculiar person. And when somebody is peculiar, they're often misunderstood. It's okay if men misunderstand us in the midst of our shout and celebration in this season. Because I'm going to continue to not fear, but I am going to trust in the Lord and I'm going to pray that I walk in favor. Amen? But this is just the beginning of this encounter. Notice Mary is then told the following. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. But then Gabriel proceeds to tell her a little bit more. Then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? Notice Gabriel says, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. The power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. Upon hearing this message, Mary responded in verse 38, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Her response, we find this morning, is a response of faith as well as complete surrender. How do you know that to be true? Is because if I read just a little further this morning, in verse 39 through 52, it says, And then Mary rose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it come to pass that when Elizabeth heard the solution of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake with a loud voice. She must have been Pentecostal. And said, blessed art thou among women. Didn't Mary already hear this once? from an angelic being, Gabriel. Isn't it ironic that when the Holy Ghost fell upon her, that she begins to repeat the same thing that Gabriel said? Can I tell you there's unity in heaven this morning? Notice she said, blessed are thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, and Whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy solution sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. But notice 45. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. But then Mary said, my soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaid. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. 
For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. Don't miss this now. He hath put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. I got so much I could preach this morning. You better pray for me this morning. This simply set the stage for even a more intense heavenly visitation. Let me recap this very quickly, what I just read. It's a normal day. A young lady is going about her business when all of a sudden heaven touches earth. The angel of the Lord comes and says, Mary, you are highly favored among women. Blessed are you. You are going to bring forth a son. You will call his name Jesus. He is going to be the Savior of the world. This was prophesied all the way back in Isaiah 7, 14. said that a virgin will bring forth a child. You'll call his name Emmanuel, meaning God with us. But all of a sudden, this encounter comes, and now Mary is faced with a decision. Will I believe what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing? And we know that in the scripture that we read this morning that she says, let it be unto me according to thy word. She immediately embraced that which was presented to her and therefore she began to experience something that no one else had ever experienced in that manner. She said, how shall this be seeing that I know not a man? Notice, the angel said, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. All of a sudden, things began to happen in her life. As she regarded this visitation, and she runs to Elizabeth and Zachariah's house, and she walks in, and she begins to tell the story to Elizabeth, all of a sudden, we find the second person began to receive the word and began to believe. And because of her belief and a hearing and accepting what was been said, all of a sudden she also experiences the infilling of the Holy Spirit in her life in such a manner that even the babe, John the Baptist, while he was in the womb of his mother, at six months he began to leap because of the joy of the message that Jesus was coming. Now, if that isn't enough, we now fast forward nine months and we find that in Luke chapter 2, verse number 1, stay with me. I know it's a lot of reading this morning. But it says, And it come to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augusta and they, that all should be taxed. And when you get to verse 4, it says that Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea under the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David. And he went to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, been great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days was accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, we often focus on this part of the story at this time of the year, and that's wonderful to do that. But when you read just a little further, it says, And there was in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night, and lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. Notice, heaven is touching earth again. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were 
sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Now, if that's not enough, we find in verse 13, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. And it come to pass as the angels were going away from them in heaven that the shepherds said one to another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. We see again shepherds, an angel, a message, but someone choosing to believe. Can I say to you this morning, we see in this account of the birth of Jesus that the key to the supernatural event taking place all began with Mary choosing to believe. We see it was in Luke chapter 1 verse 38 when she said, Be it unto me according to, the wor to thy word that everything transitioned and changed. The Holy Spirit of God the spirit of the highest came and overshadowed a virgin girl and she was impregnated by the Holy Spirit of God and the world began to experience something that it had lost for generations. Notice with me, this particular day in history was of great significance because it was a day of release it was a release from sin, demonic strongholds, unfulfilled prophecy, doubt, fear, and pain. All of the way from Genesis chapter 3 to Luke chapter 1 and chapter 2, there had always been an attempt by men to bring about a reunification of man with God, but it was always just a temporary thing. But there was something that now was getting ready to be birthed, that was getting ready to bring an absolute, where once again men could walk in fellowship with their king. Therefore, we find that this event began the process of redemption for all of humanity. It was not until the arrival of baby Jesus that mankind had any hope of ever being reunited with their father. For years it had been prophesied, but nothing had changed. Yet we find that an angelic visitation to a young lady was the key to changing everything. And we find that when she began to believe, all of a sudden it means this, that she began to have the favor of God began to be bestowed upon her in a manner that she had never known. Can I tell you today, you and I can walk in a manner where we experience that same blessing and favor if we will just believe notice we find that she went on to say in Luke chapter 1 and verse 45 and she said uh, that Elizabeth when she began to hear the message of Mary she begins to say you know in a very loud voice she begins to say blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb but then she went on a little further and she said, when this solution sounded in my ear, she said, my babe began to leap because of joy. And, but then she said, blessed is she that believe, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Can I say to you this morning 
right now in the midst of everything that's going on in our world, we need somebody to just believe. Her faith is what released the overshadowing of the Holy Spirit. Her faith is what set the stage for John the Baptist to leap in the womb of his mother. Her faith is what released uh, the, the shepherds to be able to experience an angelic host of heaven while they was keeping watch over their flock by night. It was Mary's faith that began the process that a generation was going to emerge from darkness and began to experience an illuminating light that the world had never saw. It was because of her faith, you and I today and all that has come before us has been given an opportunity to experience the unfailing love of the child she carried, whose name was Jesus. Can I say to you this morning that there has never been a time in recent history where a generation needed to see that illuminating light and understand the true identity of who Jesus is. They do not need just another message of how to get through something, but they need to hear a message that Jesus Christ is still able to do exceedingly and abundantly what we can ever ask or think. This morning, they don't need a life coach, but they need to experience a rebirthing process that only happens by and through the Holy Spirit of God. This morning, it is now our turn, and we must make a choice of who and how we are going to live our lives in this very moment of time. You see, the children of Israel was faced with a choice in, in, in their history when Joshua was coming to the end of his life, and he said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But he said, no matter what you decide, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Listen, my friend. I don't really care what others decide to do, but what I do need you to hear this morning is your decision is not just going to impact you, but it's going to impact everyone around you. And this morning, uh, in the midst of darkness, uh, can I tell you the church is still called to be the light of the world. And you and I will never experience that unless we begin to believe again. Much like then, he is desiring to bring about a performance of his word. A performance is simply this. It is an act or a proceeding of an unusual or a spectacular event. Can I tell you, in that moment in history, a little better than 2,000 years ago, it was an action and it was an unusual, spectacular event that took place because uh, even though most did not understand what was going on, uh, there was a young lady that was present uh, and there was a man by the name of Joseph that was present uh, and they said, something's going on because we've had a visitation. Uh, listen, uh, God let them know what was going on before he performed it much like you read in Isaiah 42 he says before I do something I always tell my people uh, listen uh, he didn't tell the masses uh, but he did go to Joseph in a dream and say don't you uh, put away Mary uh, because that which is in her uh, is of me uh, and you got to make sure uh, that you walk this thing out by faith uh, he said this in the dream. Uh, you got to believe in me. Uh, you can't just say you know me, uh, but you got to put your faith in me. Uh, and can I tell you, uh, Mary and Joseph, they knew. Uh, and all of a sudden, there was a cry uh, that began to pierce the air uh, from a babe that was laid in a manger. Uh, and it was a voice uh, that began to change history forever. Uh, can I tell you this morning, uh, he was performing something prophetically then. Uh, and today, I got to tell somebody uh, our lack of faith uh, is going to keep us from hearing and experiencing uh, what God has for us in this season. Uh, but if somebody will believe with me today, uh, if somebody will begin to stand uh, and shout uh, in a shout of faith, uh, I come to tell somebody this morning uh, that the lies of the enemy uh, is just that. Uh, they are lies. Uh, they are not the final 
real authority. Uh, but we're serving a God this morning uh, that is not alone uh, in the portals of heaven. Uh, but that baby uh, is no longer in a manger. Uh, but he is sitting on the right hand of the Father, uh, making intercession for you and I. Uh, and this morning, uh, can I tell you, uh, he is desiring uh, to move on your behalf. Uh, but you got to believe this morning. I got to tell you this morning, I I know it's supposed to be a Christmas service uh, and maybe it's hard to take a guy in a candy cane jacket serious this morning, uh, but listen, uh, there is reversal after reversal uh, after reversal in scripture uh, when man just chose to believe. Uh, Listen, uh, when Abraham believed, uh, there was a ram come up the rough side of the mountain. Uh, When Moses believed, a red sea parted. Uh, When Daniel believed, a lion no longer was hungry. Uh, Listen, when three Hebrew boys believed uh, a fiery furnace lost its ability Uh, when Paul and Silas believed uh, there was a foundation shaking anointing that came Uh, can I tell you when Esther and Mordecai believed uh, there was a way of escape uh, and Haman uh, hung on his own gallows I gotta tell you this morning when you and I make a decision to believe everything changes I must remind you that the babe that we celebrate at this time of year, he was not just a normal babe. We find in Luke 2 and 19, it says that Mary pondered all of these things in her heart. Now, if you was to fast forward into the Gospel of John, you would find that there's a story of a wedding. The very first miracle of Jesus. It has been 30 years since this child was born. He comes to the wedding and there is no wine. What are we going to do? Seems like we're empty. Seems like we don't have anything. Mary, pondering for 30 years, all of a sudden looks to Jesus and looks at those that was there and simply says, whatsoever he says, do it. His response was, woman, it's not my time yet. He wasn't saying that in a disrespectful fashion. He said, what are you, what are you doing? He'd never heard Mary speak on these terms before. But what she was simply saying is this, all of those things that I've pondered for 30 years, all of those things that have ran through my mind day after day, when I've held him, when I've watched him grow up, when I've seen him run around with Joseph, all of this stuff that's always been. She, and listen, she said, let it be unto me. She believed, but it's kind of like, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Anybody ever been there? But there came a point in her life that after 30 years, all of a sudden she had to make a decision again. Am I really going to believe that he is? My boy, is he Really? I I know that this was something amazing. I don't understand what happened back here 30 years ago, but now all of a sudden we're sitting here. There's a wedding. There is no wine. There's nothing. But she simply says, whatever he says, you do it. What she was simply saying in that moment is, you know what? I choose to believe in him. And once again, it's because of her believing. Get this now. He said, take the water pots. He didn't say take the vessels that hold the wine. No, he said, just take, just take those old water pots and fill them with water. And all of a sudden, the supernatural took place again. Can I tell you this morning, please hear me. 
Please hear me this morning. I'm hurrying. It's time to begin to believe again. Our choice to believe and put our faith and trust in God will bring about a deliverance to a generation. If you will believe, there's a generation that's about to drink from the fountain of life. Hear this preacher this morning. There's a generation that's been going to anything and everything, but they keep finding empty water pots. They went to every church in town, and they keep finding empty water pots. They went to every church in the neighboring state and the neighboring cities and just trying to find something to drink, something to satisfy. And when they didn't find it there, then they found themselves sitting back on a bar stool. And they didn't find it there. They, they went back to a, a friend's house or an acquaintance house. And, and then we find that now we're, we're shooting up and we're snorting up and we're doing all of these things. And, and we're hooking up with anybody and everything, just trying to find something. But yet we're empty. Why? Is because the church has gotten really good at being religious. But we haven't been believing in a babe that was born to save the world. Can I tell you this morning? I'm going to preach it while you sit there this morning, just for a few moments. In the midst of chaos... In the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of the lies of the enemy bringing you down and telling you that it's all over and you can never walk with joy, you can never walk with peace, you can never walk with fulfillment. I come to tell you this morning that Jesus Christ is still Lord and if somebody will believe in him, if somebody will exalt his name, if somebody will walk by faith, You're not hearing this preacher this morning. You say, is it really important for me to believe this morning? Can I tell you, if the church in the year 2020 uh, will begin to believe, uh, there will be families restored. Uh, there will be children saved. Uh, there will be wholeness that comes to the body. Uh, there will be a generation that will serve the Lord. Uh, a nation will repent. Uh, evil will be dispelled. Uh, darkness will be destroyed. Uh, and the church will experience a suddenly again. But somebody's got to believe. I got to remind you, shortly after that wedding, three and a half years later, there was an old rugged cross and a hill called Mount Calvary. But I'm glad that it didn't end on Friday. But very early in the morning, the first day of the week. I know it's not Easter, just indulge me. Very early in the morning, before daybreak. I've told you before, you need to realize there's more than two, three o'clocks, four o'clocks, five o'clocks. In a day, you ought to experience there's a lot of things happen right before, right before morning. This babe... It's now 33 and a half years. The world says we've killed him. The religious folk says we killed him. But all of a sudden, there was a jingle come up out of the earth that nobody had ever heard before. He emerged not defeated. But the Bible says that he emerged with the keys of death, hell, and the grave. What am I saying? Is it's time to believe. Not just in a babe in a manger. It's not just time to believe in a rugged cross. But it is time to believe 
that there is a resurrected Savior that is sitting on the right hand of the Father, making intercessions for you and I. And can I tell you this morning, he is not a lamb that has been led to slaughter, but he is the lion of the tribe of Judah. And there is a return visit to earth. Listen, I get excited about when heaven touched earth in Mary's day. I get excited about when heaven touched earth uh, with the shepherds in the field. Uh, I'm excited about those things. Uh, but I have read the back of the book and I know how this thing's in that it simply says that there is coming a day when he is going to call us home. There is a day in the not so distant future. Hear me. It's not going to start with an alarm clock. It's not going to start with a busy schedule. But it's going to start with the blasting of one of these and it's going to sound so loud that even those that are dead in Christ is going to get up, get up. Anybody remember that song? Can I tell you? Some of y'all are just practice trying to get up now. It'd be kind of nice. Because the thing is, you, when you begin to prepare for something, you know how to do it. Can I tell you? When you begin to realize that in my future... There is a sound of redemption. There is a sound of restoration that is coming to the church like we have never known. But listen, we got to begin to believe. It's not how we started, but it is how we finish. And listen, my friend, there is a world that is in trouble. There's a world that is in chaos right now. But i got to tell you this morning, our choice to be believe in this moment is not just for you, and it's not just for me, but it is for a family. It is for a generation. It is for a community. It is for a nation. And you and I right now hold the key uh, to letting a generation uh, experience just how powerful God really is. Uh, but you're going to have to be a man of faith. Uh, you're going to have to be a woman of faith. Uh, I know this is a little different this morning, but please hear me. Uh, the Bible tells us in Romans 1 and 17 that the just shall live by faith. Are you, are you living by faith? There used to be a song that sung, I'm living by faith. Anybody remember that? We've not had to do that too much here in America because of this. Our cupboards are full, our closets are full. Our bank accounts are full. We got five cars. Don't have to bleed for much. We can go waste 50 bucks on hideous clothes while the world's starving. Hear me. We can do all kinds of stuff, but yet we won't weep. We won't lay between the porch and the altar on behalf of our family. Because we bought into the lies of the enemy that says, oh, they'll come when they get ready. But my Bible says go to the highways and byways and compel them to come in. That means love them where they're at. It means some of them you got to jerk from the fire. There's some I'd like to jerk. Listen. You can do that in love. Listen, there is some of your family, some of my family, that if we could see in the spirit realm, the enemy has flames shooting up around their feet this morning. But we want to sing a song and hear a message and say, well, I'll make it till next Sunday. Don't require too much faith. Don't require too much believing. But can I tell you, the only way that men and women are going to walk in deliverance and freedom in this season is if somebody believes in the supernatural touches earth again. Because let me remind you, we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness in high places, principalities, and powers of evil. Can I tell you this morning, please hear me. When Jesus began his earthly ministry, he preached two things. He preached repentance, and he preached, have faith. Here's what he said, believe. 
believe only. Have faith. Believe. Believe only. Some that was in very dark places, he just simply said, have faith. And then he'd say this, your faith has made you whole. He didn't say all all of your togetherness and all of your loveliness made you whole. He didn't say all of your religious activities made you whole. He didn't say because you've been faithful to the synagogue that you've been made whole. No, he said, your faith hath made you whole. You know what he was saying is this. He said, because that you have put your belief and your trust in me, you can defy the odds and you can walk in victory instead of defeat. See, when someone has faith, they have come to a place of belief or firm persuasion that he really is who he says he is. That's why Paul said this, I am fully persuaded. And that's why he also said, every, I consider everything before him as dung. He was saying, everything before Christ has no value. But when I come to that point in my life, and I began to believe and trust in him, everything changed. What am I saying this morning in closing? I want you to hear the word of the Lord today. Let me take you very quickly to my book of notes this morning once again. We today stand at a crossroads in America. We stand at a crossroads in the church. And we can kid ourselves and say that we can just go along and try to finish in the current state that we're in. But there's a sifting taking place right now. Hear this preacher this morning. There is a moving in the spirit that's taking place right now. Those of you that's been in this house continually over the last several months, you have heard me decree and declare a lot of things, but allow me to mention once again today that there has been the releasing of the angelic host of heaven, and they have been given assignments, and they are moving. And I believe today And I believe this with all of my heart, with every fiber in me this morning, that God has released Michael the archangel. And he is moving in the heavenly realm. There is war in the heavenlies right now that you and I could not see. But the victories that have been won in the heavenlies right now, the only way they're transitioning to this earthly realm is if the church of Jesus Christ will begin to believe. Gabriel brought visitation to Mary. We find Gabriel mentioned throughout Scripture. But we find also Daniel goes to a time of prayer when there is a great need. And when he began to petition heaven. Anybody remember the response 21 days later? This is what Daniel heard. We heard you the first time you prayed. But I had to call in Michael the archangel and we've been warring for 21 days we had to clear out some things in the heavenly realm because in order for you to receive what you needed there had to be an open heaven created I wish I had time to preach this this morning we find ourselves today in this nation 
This is not a Republican issue. This is not a Democrat issue. This is not about a man. This is not about a party. This is not about politics. But you hear me. This is about a church that has fallen on its face and said, God, forgive us. God, we believe in you. We put our faith soundly in you. Hear me. Mary understood this. For a young lady, she had amazing capability to grab a hold of what God was doing in the spirit realm. Notice when Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, she said, when I heard your story, the babe leaped in my womb, and she said, blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a, a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. And then Mary responded, she said this, my soul doth magnify the Lord. And she said, My spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaid. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. What she had revelation of in this moment was, you know what? There's going to be a remnant of people that really get who this baby's going to be. And she said, He has showed strength with his arms, and he has scattered the proud in imagination of their hearts. But, he, but she, why would she even say, He hath put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree? She had understanding and revelation that you know what? God is going to continue to move in a manner where there is absolutes that is controlled in the heavenly realms that no matter what men may try to do, there is never the accomplishment of those things if somebody will believe. Can I tell you right now, as we get to the very end of this year, not only are we getting to the end of the year as they come to the music this morning, but we are approaching the end of the times that we have known. There is a change coming very quickly. John the Revelator the Holy Spirit of God on the Lord's day was upon him spring in your step and you'd walk with an increasing of your faith because you would find that the one that the world said that they destroyed and buried really is continuing to live on a place of power and authority what am I saying this morning Simply, it's a time to believe like we've never believed before. Why is it that just a little under 70 years ago, in this town, after nearly 2,000 years, My father, 
my mother with their firstborn son walks in and hears a bad report says we can't do anything it's not well it's not good they left that hospital office and as they began to drive home before going home they ended up at brother Dalton's house took that boy, put him in the laps of Brother Dalton, and all of a sudden, that which ailed him, he was delivered from and has never had an issue since. Seventy years, he's an old man now, he's, he's denying it, but he's an old man now. He's kicking against it. But because Mary believed a little over 2,000 years ago, a man and a woman on the other side of the globe, thousands of miles away from Bethlehem, they also believed. And a baby, the man's report was he's dying still living 70 years ago 70 years later and is still professing that Jesus is Lord for the last 50 years of his life he's been faithful into the pulpit across America traveled across the globe telling the world that Jesus is Lord it may look hopeless today it may sound hopeless today it may be appear that it's all over and quickly coming to an end. But will you believe? See, I know what it's like to see the hand of God move, so you can't tell me that our faith does not have the ability to get things done. I could stand here all day and give you story after story of the goodness of God and the grace of God. Just a few years ago, May was, May was leaving, but we didn't let her leave. God said, I'm not done with you yet, May. And she's still here, just as feisty as ever. Amen. Why? It's because some people chose to believe. Sister Tammy, how many years has it been now? 14 years ago. 14 years later, cancer free because somebody believed. My baby girl's with me today. She's five years old, leaving Riley Hospital, all kinds of tubes coming out of her. Perfectly healthy today. And the surgeon that says, as we went back for checkups, as she was just a little girl, we walked in after a period of time, and the doctor simply said this. He looked at us and said, if... I was not the one that had performed the surgery. I would say that she never had anything done. You hear me this morning. This may not be for everybody, but this may just be for one. If you'll believe, the darkness is getting ready to give way to light. The darkness that is bringing torment and pain and uncertainty and making you full of anxiousness today. I come to tell somebody this morning, your miracle is not five days away. It's not 30 days away. But today is the day of salvation. 
can I tell you that that is not just salvation in the mindset that we have come to think, but that means he's able to save us from that which ails us. He's able to save from that's that from that torments us. Uh, that means today you can walk out of here with joy unspeakable. It's not based on what anybody else says or does in this room. It's based on right now, will you believe? But here's the most amazing thing about the setting that we find ourselves in today. The word of the Lord says that if two would agree, touching any one thing, what he was saying is, if I can just get two people to believe, no matter what it is, it has to go in the name of Jesus. Would anybody just believe with me this morning for the miracle-working power of God to just sweep this room? Those that may be watching us right where you are this morning, maybe you have a need today. Can I tell you, I'm believing with you as well. And I believe right where you're at, there can begin to be an impartation of the Holy Spirit that changes your life forever. I know this may not look in the natural feasible today, but there is unexpected favor and blessing that's getting ready to come. There is an increase coming to the people of faith. There is a granting. I'm trying to close, but let me give you this. There is a granting of favor that's getting ready to come to the body of Christ at the close of this year as we start a brand new year. I would encourage you to go read Luke chapter 18, the first eight verses of that chapter. There was an unjust judge in the city. And there was a lady in the same city. The unjust judge did not fear God, regard God, and he did not fear man. But every day this lady began to come and said, Would you avenge me? Would you take care of that which is coming against me? And after a period of time, he simply said, you know what, I don't regard God and I don't even fear man, but this lady's driving me crazy with her petition. I'm going to grant that which she's asking just because I don't want her to weary me. But Jesus said, you ought to listen to what he's saying because he's saying this. For the ones that will call out to me continually, for those that will put their faith and trust in me continually he says speedily or quickly I will avenge them now I could preach a whole message on that right now because of current events but then he says a statement when the son of man comes will he find faith on the earth It is amazing how many times my phone has rung this week from people from all over this nation that people will stand and testify that I'm saved on my way to heaven. But they'll stand and say, is everything going to be all right? Can I tell you this morning, everything's going to be all right for the blood-bought saints of God that will believe and trust in Him. You don't need to be anxious going into this Christmas season. You, you don't need to be afraid of what could happen or might happen. Listen, you might get in your car and you might not make it to the flashing light before a grizzly bear takes you out. I don't know. Listen, we can't live in the what ifs. We got to live in the present. And presently, right now, God says, if you believe and trust in me, I have made a way of escape for you. 
He says, if you're heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Maybe you need rest this morning. Maybe you just need some peace this morning. I'll tell you, kind of like Peter and John did, I don't have any silver. I don't really have much gold. If that'll fix your problem, I'll give it to you. That's fine if I have it. But I got something far more valuable than that. I can give you Jesus, the one that saved me, the one that redeemed me, the one that's healed me, the one that's came and visited me in the midnight hour, the one that has been my comforter, the one that's been my strength when I didn't have any strength, the one that was able to drive back darkness when it tried to overtake me. Can I tell you that? I I can give you him. And if you'll just believe in him, today can be your day as we stand all over this house right now. I want you to be sensitive right now just for a moment. It's 12.06. I did halfway decent. I know we got a busy afternoon. We got a busy day. I understand that. But there is nothing more important on my schedule today than right this minute. Because there's somebody in this house right now that just needs to believe. You don't have to tell me what it is that's ailing you. You don't have to tell me what it is that's troubling you. You don't have to air out your dirty laundry, so to speak, in order for God to move on your behalf. Right now, you just need to believe in Jesus. I felt this before I ever came out at the start of service today that I feel like that if someone will just believe today that this can be the day that they receive their miracle. You just have to believe today. highly favored Mary the Holy Ghost is going to hover above you and the power of the highest is going to come and overshadow you and you're going to bring forth a child and you're going to call his name Jesus Emmanuel God with us. Let it be according to thy word. Elizabeth hears. John the Baptist leaps in the womb. Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Ghost. Blessed is the one that has believed, for the Lord will perform that which he has said. I want to build your faith right now in the next 30 seconds. I want to tell you right now that the Lord will perform that which he has said concerning this hour on the biblical calendar if somebody will just believe we're no longer at that season where he had to come in the form of a babe but we are at the season on the prophetic timeline that is we're no longer just in the last days friend but we're in the last moments of the last days before the trump of God shall sound but in the last days saith God I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. There is some sons and daughters that's about to experience God. There's some handmaidens that's about to experience God. 
Can I tell you, but somebody needs to believe right now. There is a former and a latter coming together in this season. I believe in the remainder of this year going into 2021, there is getting ready to be an explosion in the spirit. But you got to believe right now. And we're just going to pray a prayer of faith this morning. If you have a need today, if you have a need, I want you to just claim that which you have need of right now as we get ready to pray. If you need a touch physically in your body this morning, I want you to take your hand and lay it on that place of your body, and I want you to believe. I'm going to pray and believe this morning for there to be just a suddenly Notice, when Mary believed, the Holy Spirit came upon her. She bore a child. But at the time of birthing, when it was time for it to be birthed or brought forth, there was another visitation that wasn't just one angel, but if you read it, it says, and we read it together, it said there was a multitude that appeared suddenly. Can I tell you, there is another birthing. We're in a season of birthing. Listen, we have talked about birth pains and all those things. Listen, but the day of delivery is here. And when this spiritual delivery is coming forth, listen, this is not just one angelic host, but this is a multitude of the heavenly host uh, is coming and invading earth. uh, And there is a visitation in this season. Can I tell you? Don't miss this before we pray. The only ones that saw the multitude of the heavenly host was the shepherd and the sheep. What God is getting ready to do, the sheep of his field is getting ready to see and experience. So you need to be full of courage this morning and believe. Hello, everybody. We just want to come to you today and say thank you so much for taking some time to watch us. Um, We hope that this message was encouraging and a blessing to you. Um, Feel free to private message us and follow us on all social media platforms that will be listed below. Thank you, guys, and have a great day.